Welcome to another exhilarating edition of the Sofa King Smarts Podcast. Here we are going to review this last week's episodes of SmackDown and Raw. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, L.A. Knight, yeah, is back. And he has survived COVID, ladies and gentlemen. He's been gone one week. I hope you did not miss him. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chet Bonchetsky, and I'm here with that dude, Ben. How the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing excellent. How about yourself? I'm doing phenomenal. AJ Styles. AJ Styles Styles. Yes. Yes, sir. (laughs) What do you think about LA Knight coming back, baby? Being seen as partner. It's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, all right, let's go. Yeah, I'm pumped for it. Yeah, me too. Dude, I've been I've been huge on LA Knight since he was in NXT even before then. Eli Drake. Eli Drake, yeah. Yeah. I saw yeah. one of his last indie wrestling matches in mm-hmm. January of 2020 because he signed with WWE in February, oh, I believe. Yeah, 21, yeah. I think. So I, I got to see one of his last few indie shows. So that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. I got to see him wrestle Christopher Daniels on the indies. That was pretty phenomenal. Nice. Uh, you know, I loved it when he was in NXT and mm-hmm. Cameron Grimes was his butler. That was pretty sweet. I was, that was not good. high was... on him being uh, Max Dupree. That was garbage. What do you think of that garbage? That was fucking garbage. So bad. It, it's so cringe because I don't understand and uh, no one understands besides Vince McMahon how you go from developing a star in NXT, which is supposed to be your develop, your developmental um, product and you bring them up to the main roster and just completely butcher everything about them to where people don't care about them anymore. You know, like Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode is a prime time example of a ruined talent. Mm-hmm. I, I, I still understand why WWE always felt the need to not, not always bring the character up, the same exact character like whether he was a heel, like Bobby Roode yeah. was instant babyface, and that did not fit his gimmick. Well, he was babyface in SmackDown, and then he was still a heel champion in NXT. That's right. So it it didn't make any sense. It's one of those things where uh, I have an I have an epiphany. Yeah, I got an idea. <laughs> and uh, that's 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 his logic. I'm gonna that's fuck all. Hunter in the ass. I'm gonna fuck Hunter in the ass and make Stephanie McMahon watch. <laughs> Bring my NDA. Oh man. So yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, LA Knight coming back. That's pretty, pretty freaking awesome, man. I love LA Knight. My brother used to hate his guts, and now he's an LA Knight lover. So if you could turn him, you could if you could sell him, then that that guy's got something going because he's one tough sell. Very nice. Yeah, but yeah. all right, let's get into this week's episode of SmackDown. Sure. This episode emanates from Sacramento, California. So the show opens with Jim Uso and Solo Sokoa coming down from the bloodline. They were flanked by Paul Heyman, the wise man. He comes down to the ring, and this for the second week in a row, they start booing the ever-loved shit out of ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And Heyman... Just quickly, just because my name is not Boo. And that got a good chuckle out of me. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. He proceeds to call Sacramento an absolute hellhole. 
And then he says he's been given permission to acknowledge the tribal chief because he refuses to show up to work. I mean, he has just hit 100 days in a row without defending his title. But that's diff- the, another argument for another day. I don't even mm-hmm. have enough time to bitch about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no one but does. Paul Heyman proceeds to call Cena the second greatest of all time as they recap last week's beatdown. Another well-done WWE video. And Cena is, but Paul Heyman informs us Cena is having transportation issues, which is going to be a running theme this evening. So, and then as he's telling that, Jay starts holding his hand out like the tribal chief Roman Reigns would, and it gets a pretty dirty look from Paul Heyman, and then he just snatches it out of his hand after he laughs it off like he wasn't going to do it. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. But then out of nowhere, Carl Anderson attacks and outside of the ring, Solo tells Jim to either handle this before he does. Whatever, whatever that means. Is yeah. he going to fuck up Jim? Is yeah, he going... that was very unclear. Yeah, I, I need some clarity there. <laughs> yeah, like who are we fucking up? Tell me. I mean, are these orders coming from Roman Reigns? Because Heyman whispered something in his ear. What do you think he said? Do you think he said something like Dominic and Rhea talk about? Maybe. You know, yeah, like I'm, he's whispering sweet nothings in Solo's ears. Sweet mommies. Yeah. Sweet, sweet mommies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to her later. Sweet that Heyman's. Was a pretty good little interesting back and forth yeah. with uh, her and another so yeah. on another show. All right. But uh, that leads to, uh, what do you know, a Jim Uso versus Carl Anderson match. Yeah. I wrote down I-Rake, Super Kick, Uso Splash. One, two, three. Yeah, I wrote down Spine Buster and, and then Loss. Yeah. <laughs> one one thing one thing I wanted to point out with the Paul Heyman segment is unlike last week when they booed the hell out of when it was real booze for Paul Heyman, this one you can tell that the production fucked up again and lowered the lowered Paul Heyman's mic. Yeah. Absolutely. Which was ridiculously just obvious. And you, you're supposed to, you, if you have a production company, you're supposed to do a better job at that. And I, I don't understand. They just get random interns who have never done this before to do it because I am pretty sure I can do a better job at picking up the cues. Oh, and I, stuff I like would that. Like, me too. Yeah. Well, you know, also last week, the fine folks of Arizona, you might know a thing or two about those people. Some, sometimes. Um, they had a legitimate reason to boo the shit. Yeah, we did. Out of Paul Heyman we did. and the Bloodline. They thought they were going to get a Cena match, they didn't get a Cena match. You know, not to mention they teased the rock before the show. So they already had all y'all's panties in a wad waiting for something great to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So they had you on the edge of the seat to just boo the shit out of them. The show had progressed to the point to where they were garnering the reaction that you, they wanted from you. But this week, the show just opens up with them. And as they're standing in the ring, those people in the crowd have to watch a two-minute recap of all the shit yeah. that happened the week before that they've already seen so they're just you know what i'm saying so yeah by the time paul Heyman is doing his thing you know they're already bored almost. yeah yeah well they have, no, they have no reason to give any heat to the situation there was one guy and i don't know if you if you paid attention but like i said on last week's podcast i i like to look at everything not just what's happening in the ring there's a, a a heavy set dude in the front row. Hefty who, fella, brother. Who, who was Have just, him in my notes. Yeah. Okay. Good. He was going ape shit through the entire fucking 
match, like the, not the entire match, but the entire show. The whole show, dude. Which, which Whoever was, was very distracting. around him and yeah. behind him, I felt bad for. I would have been pissed. Yeah. Like, I was, by the time the main event happened, I was like, sit your fat ass down. <laughs> like, like, cause I just, like, when I go to shows, yeah, I'm very respectful. Like, I stand yeah, up too. when it's time to, like, everyone around me has to stand up, unless yeah. it's just, I mark, and I'm marking out for something, then, then that's just going to happen for the most part, but it ain't the whole damn show. Yeah, he probably know? couldn't sit down. Yeah. And, you know, I, I uh, like, I've been at a WWE show, WWF, excuse me, where there was 5,000 signs and had a great time. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to go to that now. Yeah, neither do I. You know, so, I've uh, been to a show where there was five signs and I was behind the kid, the one kid with the John Cena side, hoping tonight he's showing up. And I, you know, I'm thinking, sorry, buddy. Sorry, Mark. You're going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so fat guy from Sacramento, if you ever hear our podcast, sit the fuck down next time. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, fat, fat, though. <laughs> PSA, yeah, sit yeah. the fuck down. I don't care if you call it fat shaming. I'm fat. So, <laughs> yeah, me too. Fat we recognize we, fat. We can do that it because we're bitch fat. Has only motherfucker in America with type 3 diabetes. <laughs> Insulin is coursing through that man's veins. <laughs> but moving on. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that is good. Uh, next, uh, next up, we got Bobby Lashley coming out looking like some kind of Mr. Rogers cult leader. That was weird. His yeah, his outfit was weird. I mean, his, and the fact that he has alopecia doesn't help. You know, yeah. where you can't grow any hair. Yeah. And usually you don't notice it, but for some reason with this outfit and his like, I don't know, Jeffrey Dahmer glasses or something. I don't know. He had the alopecia. And thing. he had he had this like weird cardigan blazer with like this ribbon in the middle. Yeah, the weird. ribbon the ribbon threw me off. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is this? It reminded me of like like some kind of confederate plantation owner with a little ribbon in the front of his shirt from way back like i was like what the hell is he wearing it looked like something you see somebody running up out the side of Django, like just running around the house in calling people massa yeah no not even that like someone with a, a nice outfit on oh that's great <laughs> yeah like I, I, it, it, it made no sense to me it was but it yeah was, bobby was... lashley he is a guest this week on the uh boo Grayson Waller effect. That's for Yippee. Yippee. Yeah, but Lashley comes out. He once again, he's all smiles, all high fives. Yeah. Crowd loves him. He loves the crowd. He he's so happy to be here with these people. And so Waller asks him about, you know, the street poppets losing and what is he, is he gonna find a new team? He says he's gonna have to go back to the drawing board. And Waller then suggests that it should be theory, which elicits some large boost from the crowd. Mm-hmm. And himself, and upon hearing this, out come the uh, well-dressed, slick street prophets with a little bit of a mean mug look on their face. And they come storming down the people's ramp, and they get up in Lashley's face, and then he just keeps saying, "Prove it, prove it, and whatever, just prove it." Yeah, just prove and, it. Like I, in my head, I know what he means. I think, but he's not portraying that message to anybody other than some dumb mark like me who understands stupid wrestling talk yeah (laughs) but at this point is at this point in the evening things are a little great for me because my dvr messed up oh no and it skipped all the way straight to santos and ray uh like during the match it's cutting to jimmy and solo backstage because i was watching and then set up next Cameron Grimes match 
And then I fast forward through the commercial break. And all of a sudden, it's the Santos Ray match. And I'm like rewinding back four five times. I'm like, what the hell? So I'm thinking they cut the match for time for something. No, come to find out it happened. So if you have anything to tell me about this match of note, I'd love to hear it. No. <laughs> Good. I don't have anything either. Mike there wasn't. I it stuck so the, much, he didn't even the, want to show it to me. There wasn't anything. And we're talking about the, the Santos Escobar match? Or, no, or back... the Theory Grimes match. Did I miss anything there? No. But, uh I like no, Cameron Grimes. There was there was there wasn't game. anything. Grayson Waller just basically says like, "Hey, you should have us, you know, be your tag team." And Lashley was like, "No, he's not. He's not having Bob, uh, Austin Theory." Yeah, so he's that, like, "No, not that son of a bitch. Not that so much." He bitch. almost dropped a no, 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 no. He got yeah. who knows. Yeah, he almost said, no, no. <laughs> and then and then he 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 leaves because they hit Austin Theory's music and then. He, uh, him, and Austin Theory have a stare down in the ramp, and then he fights Cameron Grimes, and it was, it was a snooze fest. I didn't even take notes on this match because it was just, yeah, like I said, unnecessary. It, it, uh, I mean, YouTube you, TV thought there was no damn reason I should watch it. So, and based off what you told me, neither side. So yeah. next up, during the randomly fast forward through the Santos Ray match, during the match they had a little, which I like that they did this. This was cool. They had a little picture in picture that wasn't during restaurant quality. Uh, picture in picture commercial picture break. Picture. Uh, it was actually during the show where backstage Jim Uso and Solo oh, yeah. are beating the shit out of WWE officials slash crew members. Not sure what they were, but that, that was awesome. The fact that they're like in match cutting to something, especially yeah. when it's cooler than the match. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> they're they're beating up on on uh, uh, people who were potentially going to be John Cena's partner. That's what it was, yeah. And he's like, "Yep, not gonna be John Cena's partner." <laughs> it's stupid because in, in one of those, they're beating up the dude, the the dude from uh, Top Dollar. <laughs> no, it's Ashante uh, the Adonis. Yeah, uh, whatever, whatever. Uh, from Skid Row. From Skid Row, yeah. Top Dollar is the one that got let go. Yeah. Top Dollar, uh, he he got he got sent his walking papers. Yeah, the botch dollar. Yeah. No, yeah. So, yeah, they, one of those things. He Adonis. He they took out Adonis. Like he, like okay, like he really has a chance to be John Cena's partner. He's a heel. <laughs> he's a heel. Like relax. Uh, he, I mean, he did. He did take a little spill through that table. Mm-hmm. He got a little. Like, Thanks for coming. Get you a hot dog on the way out. Go go back to catering. Yeah. Thanks for playing, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, Ray retains the U.S. title. Uh, over Santos Escobar, I do not give a shit. Yeah, that's... this is where thing. The best part of the match was where I don't know where the street profits street profits started attacking Ray and Santos. So it... out comes the uh, LWO. Yeah, it was after. Yeah, it might as well be the JWO, the Jobber World Order. Yeah, yeah, and they Those get dismantled world. by Bobby and company. And uh, I'm right now. I'm going to call them the butt hurt business because until they. Reform the Hurt Business or come yeah. up with an equally cool name with an equally cool theme. Because that original theme song of the Hurt Business was one of my favorite themes yeah. of probably the last five years that they've come out with. Yeah, it was it good. It was my ringtone for a while. Oh, no way. It's nice. so awesome. Yeah, oh, that yeah. that match was pretty boring. Ray wins with the with the roll-up. But that, that I mean, Ray Mysterio used to be so fun to watch. And now his matches are just... They're not fun. Like they don't. He doesn't do anything he used to. And I get it. He's old and things like that. But, but if you can't do the moves that you you know became famous with, then you probably shouldn't 
wrestle anymore. Yeah. It's like saying Rob Van Dam can't do the five star splash. You know what I mean? Like, don't if he's not going to do it, you know, don't don't wrestle anymore. Because that's what he was talking about his podcast the other day. Yeah, absolutely. But, but yeah, so Ray wins, and that's when that's when the prophets come out and beat the crap out of the loser war order. Yeah, so, street heels. Yeah, it was it was it was a boring match. They, the 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 whole segment they, they they did an interview segment with with Ray and Santos Escobar separately, and they're just basically giving each other respect. And Escobar, like we talked about a few times already, he's he's such a great heel, but when when these wrestlers have to go babyface, I don't understand why the acting is just so horrible. Like it does, it just doesn't make any sense because a lot it's of a these. It's a lot tougher to be a babyface than it is a heel, dude. I, I I understand that completely, but I'm not talking about being yeah. a babyface or a heel. I'm talking about the acting. Yeah, like, yeah. like the yeah. acting itself yeah. is just so bad. Like Selena Vega during the match had this stupid ass face. Like y- you're not really worried about them. You got to do a better job at acting. And this is where 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 Roman Roman Reigns. Uh, overcame this this dilemma because when he was the top dog everyone hated him he was taking he he was going off the script that Vince McMahon would write and then he started taking acting classes and I know sometimes you can't afford acting classes but there's some there, there has to be some cheap ones out there you can get for 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 a wrestler that you're making money and Roman Reigns came back and and he's as great as he is now because he you know he he went outside and, and got help and these wrestlers they they don't do any of this stuff, and it's it drives me insane because it's so, it's not believable anymore. Yeah, I'm with yeah I'm with you there because some of these baby when they turn baby face they're corny. They're very corny. Very corny. Super corny. You know, I mean, they can't all be MJF turn baby face and make you love him for him hating everybody. No. Yeah, but you know, there's only one of those in the world. Speaking of only one of someone in the world. Next up, John China, John Cena shows up in a Mustang a la WrestleMania 23 Detroit. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. It was a rental, though, this time. A big, big. It, it, it might as well have said Avis on the front of it. <laughs> like the know. WrestleMania 23 one, it was like when they, right after they came out with the Mustang. Yeah. Mustang, yeah. And he had like special gold one. Drifting all over downtown yeah, Detroit. It was, it was either gold or green and gold, something like that. Yeah, and he was drifting all the way down. Uh, I don't know what is that Barry Sanders Boulevard. I have no idea. Bible. I've never been yeah. to Detroit. It might as well be Dan Campbell Parkway. As Dan Campbell Parkway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he shows up and he he's uh, uh, spinning some tires in the parking garage. Looked a little dangerous, if you ask me. Yeah, uh, but uh. So he shows up, he gets out of the car, and he does his little Cena strut, and he's got his contract in hand. So the next, oh, go ahead. So what I was going to say is, so per kayfabe, John Cena shows up straight from the airport. So fully clothed. Full, well, not just fully clothed, fully in in wrestling yeah. gear. And you like, think he rented that car in that gear? He had to, right? Because how, yeah. a, a car rental doesn't take that long, especially if you're John Cena. Hey, I'm, you think I'm, he checks his towel, like the towel he pulls no, out of his back pocket? You think no. he has to check that in, like the overhead? No, he goes in. He goes into to the plane and like, hey, I'm John Cena, and then okay, you're you're in, 
That's it. He goes into the car rental. He, I'm John Cena. Here's your car. John Cena can just walk on any plane and sit down and no one's yeah. thing. No, well, they can't so, see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, no. So he he's he he got up in the morning from his hotel room and put on his wrestling gear. That's why he's ready to go at all times. Dude, that's a great fucking point, man. That's why John Cena is to go. Yeah, exactly. You know, he also wears that. He can answer and make a wish at any time. Yeah, and he he you know he can also wrestle a match, and Anytime. then you never know when he, he just all of a sudden start keeping the peace. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's one thing John Cena can do: he can keep the peace. It's everything. <laughs> oh, speaking of a uh, suck, which is not keeping the peace. Yeah, Charlotte Flair and Bailey they have a little match. It's a good back and forth match. Charlotte, she's still peak. You know, great wrestler, phenomenal wrestler. She looks I'm tired great. of her. I'm sick of mm-hmm. her. I see her on the screen. I literally just say, fuck my life. Why? Especially yeah. when she inserts herself into the title yeah. picture. I, I like, I don't care at all. What do, what do you think about this? I'm, Charlotte I'm on the same, situation? I'm on the same boat. It's like, uh, we know we've, we've, we've beaten a dead horse already. She, she, there's no, there's no character development for, for Charlotte. Like none whatsoever. She just comes in, a la Brock Lesnar, in you know 2014, just comes in, destroys shit, and leaves. That's what Charlotte is right now, and she cuts this stupid promo on Bailey, saying, "Oh, you're you're one of the four horsemen, uh, force horsewoman, and blah blah blah." It's like yeah, now you're just a stepping stone, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's like you should don't. I, I'm not a fan when they cut promos right before matches, like when they're in the ring. Cut a promo. You know, outside, do do a Facebook Live or or you know one of those iPhone promos. You know, do something like that. The the best part about Collision is, or they don't do it anymore because CM Punk's gone. Was they would open up with like old Saturday Night Main Event like promos. Yeah, those are and, awesome. And, and everyone who was wrestling that night had something to say about their opponent. Do something it was like quick, that. It was to the point. It was awesome. It had a great background soundtrack to it. It mm-hmm. got you pumped for the show, and then it went into Elton John Saturday yeah. Nights. All right for a fight. I remember. I remember. Get him a green screen like they did back in the day, where Big Boss Man was like behind the uh, behind the jail cell or whatever. And yeah. then Bret Hart had like a bunch of hearts. Just do something like that. Do something cheesy. I don't care. Throw something. Throw something different at me. Dude, me and my brother go back and watch Saturday Night Main Events all the time on Peacock yeah. just to watch the opening promos of the show. I mean, Mr. Fuji would have us invested. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in matches, <laughs> a stupid match between some jobber he had, yeah. and Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, and I do a Mr. Fuji accent, but I wouldn't. I don't want to be called racist. So, well, <laughs> I'll call you racist anyways. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you assume that I love that I love the LWO, my people. I yeah. I also thought you were Canelo Alvarez. Fan. Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> hmm. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Good times, Grand Wizard. I mean, it it adds up. You live in the South and everything. Yeah, I mean, I there's probably a sixty-six and two-thirds chance that I'm within ten miles of some yeah uh, organization, three-letter organization. You got the center math, huh? I'm, I'm just saying, I've never seen the Grand Wizard and you together in the same room. 
<laughs> that is uh, god damn it. I do not have an alibi in that situation. <laughs> Fuck. Hold on. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a Paul Heyman. Call David Duke. <laughs> and thanks for listening to the final episode right, of uh, Smoking This is the last episode of We've been canceled by everybody. Tune in next week as uh, Shit Von Shitsky joins the uh, fray. Oh, man. Good stuff. Oh. But uh, the one thing about back to the Charlotte, the Charlotte of it all mm-hmm. is uh, so Oscar comes out to save Charlotte, question mark, why? And then starts saying a bunch of shit in Japanese, which I love when they just start yelling in Japanese, her and Io. But then Bailey hilariously accepts. She goes, absolutely. They'd love to have a triple threat match at Fastlane between Io, Oscar, and Charlotte. And I'm just like, what? 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 Why? Yeah. Why? Like the, she made me laugh by translating her because it made me think of Creed from The Office. <laughs> yeah. When when he goes, "Hey man, can you read this?" and he goes, "Absolutely." And he goes, "Ping pong, ping pong, wow!" <laughs> and then he just walks off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we would. That's another podcast idea. The Office because I, yeah, I love absolutely. The but yeah, uh, what do you fun. what do you think about that triple threat match? Why do you care and? Uh, do you think Charlotte Flair, are they going to do the bullshit with her again? Are they going to pull the trigger on that bullshit again? Maybe. I mean, it's one of no, those things they, where... They can't, they can't do it this time. Come on, man. They, I, I, they, they shouldn't. It's not that they they, they can or can't. It's they, they shouldn't. No. Be, because you, you, you take away any momentum from anybody that you're building, whether it's Asuka, Bailey, Io... You know Dakota, like anybody, you're just you're just you're basically you put Charlotte in the front of the line, and you're just dismissing everyone's comeuppance. You know what I mean? So, I I hope Endeavor it, uh, actually has some good writers back there because we don't want that. No, well, no, no, oh shit, oh, no. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, fuck. What happened? Oh, God damn it! I'm. I. It's gonna happen, dude. Yeah. I'm no. Telling you, Charlotte's winning this fucking match. I don't want it to happen. I think it's gonna happen. But on to bigger, better things. Yeah. 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 Next up, we got John Cena. He's coming down to the ring. He says he's going to fight. Fight the bloodline two on one if he has to because he doesn't yeah. have a partner. And then out, so out come old Jim and Solo. He lifts up uh, Solo for an AA. He eats another super kick this week. They what? lay Cena out, go to the outside, lay him on the announce table. Jim's about to go to the top rope, but Solo stops him and says, No, yeah, I'm doing this shit, motherfucker. So Solo gets on top rope and then. All of a sudden, you hear L.A. and the crowd just explodes. Goes ape yeah. shit. Yeah, the roof blew off the place. This should have been happening live for you last week, but yeah, a little thing called COVID. Fucking COVID. But L.A. Knight, he is back. He's better than ever. He's got superior lungs now. He's a COVID survivor. He's wearing cool Mostly shoes too. Immunized. He's got one of them Aaron Rodgers. Re- rehabilitation. He's <laughs> he quick. He's back to work, dude. He's ready to bust ass. 
He comes out. He is solo no, no. with a BFT. He, he, he had help from he, he, he had help from Mr. Pfizer. Did you hear that, <laughs> Mr. Pfizer? Uh, uh, he is solo. That's a, <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, oh shit! It's uh, just a uh, the L.A. night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> L.A. Pfizer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he hits Jim Jim COVID with the power slam, and then he hits the L.A. Oh, elbow shit. to Jim. <laughs> L.A. night grabs the contract, gets his vaccine, and we're off to fast lane, baby. Gets That's the end of SmackDown, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was that was that was pretty good i mean it was one of those things where unfortunately we all saw that coming because everyone spoiled it and got the dirt sheets and everything like that 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 was supposed to happen last week so it was it was good but under in my opinion it was underwhelming for me because we all you know i knew it was coming see i didn't because i'm watching the show at the end going and then when LA Knight didn't come out, I'm like, what? And then I got on my phone. I was like, oh. And then you told us about the refunds. And I did see that they were offering yeah. anybody who wanted a refund could have got any, like, you know, if, yeah. uh, damn, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man would have been yeah. at your show, they would have refunded him for both of his sheets yeah. he sat in. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> but uh, I did want to mention something that before this whole segment, the. Pretty deadly had another one of those uh, skits. Did you? Oh, watch that might have been cut out from my DVR, dude. Was oh, it did it? Oh my god, it was pretty oh, good. Was so awesome. It it was good because it it was. I don't know. Uh, Elton is the one that got injured, and the other one I don't remember. I don't know his name. Kit. But, yeah, Kit. Yeah. He he was he was training Elton to get back into shape. So they had this like vignette of of him being in the wheelchair, and trying to hit a punching bag with the chair. And he like fell off the chair. It was it was freaking hilarious. Then he tried. They they had a, a dummy, a punching dummy, and they tried to get Elton to poke him in the eyes, but he kept poking him in the mouth. It was so stupid, but it was so good. And then they made a shirt. They're advertising a shirt. It says hashtag Elton Strong. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! They're yeah. totally ripping off AEW right now. Yeah, I know. It was really whoa. good though. It was pretty funny. Hold on, they're doing Roddy Strong. Yep. Next straw. Hashtag next yep. straw. Yep, and he's in a wheelchair too. And he's in a wheelchair too. It was great. I I thought it was great. I thought I thought that you know, we all talk about you how you know what's awesome though. They're copying each other, mm-hmm. and it's good shit. So it works in both. Yeah, especially it's like since... all the people bitching about LA. Oh yeah, he's just a rock impersonator and Stone Cold and blah, blah, yeah. All this. It's like, yeah, I like that shit. Every yeah. once in a while, it works because yeah. everything else is giving us these days is a bunch of hodgepodge of bullshit. I don't even get. To laugh at our truth sometimes in the middle of a show doing his little dumb shit anymore. Sometimes that'd be a highlight of the second hour. Our truth doing some stupid fucking shit that just make you laugh. Well, the thing that I like is that AW name drops WWE sometimes, and then sometimes it just bat you know takes jabs at them. WWE does it very nonchalant, like with this with this with this Elton Strong thing. Like they take jabs at them, but you don't know. Unless you watch both shows, you don't know that they're taking jabs at them. Or making a big deal about Jade signing. They don't do that. Exactly. They didn't do that for Cody. No. Before he debuted, which obviously you don't want that to be surprised. You know, that would be ruined, but. Yeah. You know. But yeah. It's like, uh, like I was telling you uh, before the pod, like 
Back in the day, you only found like with someone's side when they'd show them in the ringside at a takeover. Yeah. Because that was a good. That was those were good times. Yeah, those were good times. You get pumped, and then they give you video packages for like two weeks, building them up. And then they go in two weeks, his first match, and you're like, sweet, you got something to look forward to. Yeah, exactly. Now yeah. it's like, all right, watch the opening segment. All right, same. We want repeat. Going to be yeah. the main event. We want. One. We want. We want clicks. I will say this week on Raw, though, they did give me a big time swerve, an unexpected swerve. Oh yeah, what was that? Uh, just the way the how certain things there's I've never seen a contract signing and the match on the same show. Yeah. Now my understanding, and I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I do work with contracts every day. When when I do a contract, I, I put a date on there where something's gonna happen. I don't I don't just, you know have them sign then change the date later legally you can't do that so it's not like um uh, card subject to change it doesn't no. say that at the bottom of the no not 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 at all huh. not on a legal contract so come on wwe get your shit together yeah i mean he <laughs> he's, he's signed a contract he signed it. Mention, like i thought the match was going to be at fast lane yeah which then I think the contract was for next week's Raw. It was, yeah. And then by the time it was all said and done, the match was the main event. And it was a banger. Don't get me wrong. It was it a was banger. Awesome. I was pumped for the match whenever the fuck it was happening. Yeah. It really made no sense if you didn't know about other certain things that affected the show that were out of the control of WWE, mainly injuries. Yeah. But uh, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this week's episode, Raw, it opens up with ugh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler uh, fighting at the top of the ramp. I'm not, uh, you know, I thought that they were supposed to open with them in a match, so that didn't happen. And then out comes Raquel, Rodriguez, Reyna, Gonzalez, whatever. Uh, what's her name? Raquel Rodriguez? Raquel, is it Gonzalez or Rodriguez? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Tight. All right, cool. <laughs> and the, what what I what I put down is when I heard her music, I, it made me want to watch Desperado. Dude, I've been trying to figure out what about her music makes me think of something else, and that's what it is. Yeah, it's Desperado. It's the nice, opening. Dude. It's, ah, yeah, Desperado. Fuck yeah, dude. You just bridged a huge gap in my brain. I, dude, I don't know if I was going to be able to live too many more days without figuring out what the fuck that was. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, Desperado. Yeah. Thank you, Raina. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, all right, but then so Raquel comes out mm-hmm. and delivers a big boot to Shayna. Piece of shit. And Nia Jax just, uh, I'm not going to say she jumped out of the way. I think gravity just took hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then the big return of mommy, Rhea Ripley. She returns, she proceeds to clean house. Once she's done dispatching of these jobber ladies, uh, she calls out the Judgment Day. So out come Dominic and Priest. There's no Finn Balor, and Dominic was... is holding Rhea's title because spoiler alert, he lost his NXT North America Championship this mm-hmm. past Saturday at No Mercy to Trick Williams. To Trick Williams, yeah. 
former South Carolina Gamecock wide receiver. Just mm-hmm. had to throw that in there real quick. All right. <laughs> every Demar- time, every time you get to mention the that you just want to say the word Cox, you say it. Yeah, Cox game <laughs> trick in, in no right. particular trick and Cox in the same fucking sense. That's a win-win. For That's a winner. Five. You can sleep at night. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so mommy said she's been gone two weeks and judgment day just starts falling apart. Rhea tells Dom that he has a rematch this week on NXT. And if he doesn't win, then don't come back home to mommy. And Ooh. if he does come back home to mommy, then he will be coming by himself. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> so next up out comes main event jay Uso, and his new theme is a banger dude i yeah, fucking it's, love it's, it it's fucking great both of them yeah. him and jim's are, are good yeah I, I i like them but here's my one of my favorite actually maybe other than the main event my favorite part of this show mm-hmm. was jimmy i mean excuse me jay little interaction with mommy because they got this little middle school little cutesy looking out of the corner yeah. of each other, you know, a little blushy. And he looks at her, he says, he missed her. And then he says, we all missed you, mommy. And I got a good laugh. His facials are awesome. Yeah. You know, but then next up proceeds the same WWE opening of Raw bullshit. Out comes Cody for a save after some shenanigans. And then out comes Adam Fish. Adam Pierce comes out and makes official that Cody and Jay versus Finn and Priest for the tag titles at Fastlane. And I'm like, well, that was random. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Tight, tight. I guess you got to start progressing this pay per view somehow. You've literally yeah. given us one match as until last, as of beginning as of, of SmackDown last Friday. Yeah. And we didn't even know who one of those person's partners were, even though we knew. So now I guess you just got to start throwing shit together. And once sticks. again, it's just proceeding to just uh, throw another combination out there before they mm-hmm. get to the War Games match, which I presume is going to be happening. I hope so. Yeah, I, yeah, I hope so, too. I hope so. It, I hope all this bullshit isn't for nothing. Yeah, I hope Dominic takes a uh, Canadian destroyer through the top of the cage through J.D. McNonut's face. <laughs> and... Uh... <laughs> oh, it's good. Yeah. That's yeah, good. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. But, uh, next up, they have another video for Jade Cargill. They're mm-hmm. hyping this woman up to be big. I think she's going to be big. I mean, they, they should. You know, the WWE machine, they mm-hmm. normally don't put this much hype behind the new signing. So, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm pretty hyped for it. I think she's going to be great. She's built like a goddess with a physique. You, you, walk, you see her walk by in a, anywhere mm-hmm. in public, and you, yep. she's going to turn your head. Yeah. She just has that kind of aura and physique about her yeah you know and once they teach her to give a good promo and get her squared up in the ring i think she could be pretty phenomenal for the women's division for them yeah i mean michael cole said that that's that's the best free agent signing they've had in a long time and i tried to go back and figure out who was the hottest free agent signing before her and the only one that could that kept popping into my head was just aj styles Back in 2016. Yeah. I guess you could say Cody. Just. Oh, yeah, Cody. I forgot about Cody. I don't care about Cody. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But, yeah but yeah, you're right. You're right. Cody's right. Yeah. But, but even before that, I guess no one else, right? I mean, I, when Moxley 
went to AEW the beginning. It was huge and he was awesome. Now yeah. I do not care for him at all. But I thought that was pretty cool to me. Like at the time, yeah. the way he debuted, that was pretty dope. But right. yeah, like they don't really they don't really hype anybody up new mm-hmm. like this. So I, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna do do good by her. We'll see. Maybe we'll get a big WrestleMania match with her, yeah, and Bianca Belair, because you know that uh, WWE, if anything they do, they're gonna love to say that they have the all first of anything. Yeah. So w- one thing that I'm thinking is, how long has Jade Cargill signed with WWE? Because let's say let's say per per kayfabe wise, a lot of people are, are saying you know she needs to train in the performance center before she makes the right main roster debut. She'd had to sign way before or when, so that she can get some some time in the performance center, right? Like they're not. She just had her last match on an episode of Taped Rampage. I want to say anywhere from four to six within the last four to six weeks. Yeah, against Chris Statlander. Yeah. So, but here here's the thing with her. I think if she has three three to six three six months of good in-ring training at the PC, mm-hmm. you know, running the ropes in there, learning closer to the WWE style. Cause she also, she has great strength, physicality. Yeah. She looks intimidating in the ring. So if you can just add a little more fluidity to her and give her the ability to have more than a four minute squash, which yeah. stirs off no ability. I mean, half the time she would botch a finisher. So yeah, it, it, for me, it's, it's more of the ability to tell a story in the ring. Because then no one does that in AEW, except for Brian Danielson. No, she she tells a story on the way to the ring. You're like, whoa, this bitch is yeah murder. Oh man, I bet yeah. she is bad. And then all of a sudden, big boot whips by four foot, and you're like, uh, oh, 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 like she's well, bad. She looks damn good doing it. Yeah, she looks. Yeah, that's the thing. She's look. She looks great. She does. Hey, she's, is that She-Hulk. I see. That, yeah, man. that was fucking hot. <laughs> but uh, so next up. Imperium defeat American Alpha, American Alpha shit, Alpha Academy, and uh, all I really got down is uh, Maxine Dupree. God damn, sexy as hell. Yeah, she was looking, she was looking mighty good. She had this little tightsy onesie thing on, and it was showing everything she had to offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the match was pretty, was pretty your standard, nothing too fancy. Uh, heels versus versus babyface. The one thing that I wrote down is Otis. Just how how good Otis is in the ring for for a big guy for a hoss. He does this. He had this move where he he rolls in. He rolls uh, um in the in the mat, and then when he comes back up, he does a discus clothesline on on one of the guys, and it looked great. Hit the way he rolled, it looked like someone that was super athletic yeah oh he is athletic yeah it was great great wrestler in college yeah so yeah that's all i had because it was nothing don't underestimate that man he just learned how to read (laughs) i mean he got he made out with mandy so i i i i I will never underestimate that guy i mean he tell his grandkids i kissed an only fans model on national television stuck my tongue down her throat yeah (laughs) <laughs> only us can only I know, he imagine. goes from Mandy to uh, Maxine he's doing something right yeah, that's time. yeah it gives me hope 
as a big guy. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I used to love when he was. He's like Tucky, <laughs> Tucky. <laughs> When he when he when he pulled the sandwich out of the briefcase, I, yeah, I yeah. laughed so fucking hard. Yeah, it was so stupid, but great at the same time. Oh my god, he just pulls out a big submarine sandwich. Yeah, like the hero he is. Like the, the hero he is. It was great, and, and then the next thing I thought was like, man, I'm hungry now. Yeah, I mean, when he was he ate a sandwich during the Money in the Bank match, when they had it inside Titan Tower. Oh yeah, yeah. He just stopped having the match and started eating. Yeah, deli cuts. <laughs> oh, I wish. Hey, look, the... I'm hungry right now. I didn't have any uh, dinner yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but next up, we have a uh, a contract signing between Tommaso Ciampa and Gunta for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship of the World, and Ciampa comes out to absolute dead silence. Yeah. They did not give two shits about him being here at all, but yeah. he sways the people. He uh-huh. ends up swaying the people in his mm-hmm. favor. Tampa has a great promo about how he's always wanted to be the Intercontinental Champion since he was five years old. And that and Gunther has, has this biggest smile on his face. Yeah. Oh, like, Gunther's so you great, dumb man. Son of a bitch. I do not care. And the first things out of his mouth is is that he just starts trashing his appearance. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I show up in a suit, and you show up in that. <laughs> Guther looked great. Guther looks phenomenal. Yeah, he looks fucking amazing. probably my favorite wrestler not named L.A. Knight on yeah. the main roster. I was thinking that, too, when I was watching it. It's like, yeah. it just his his entrance is, is A+. plus. His appearance is A+. plus. His wrestling skills are A+. plus. Like, everything. I mean, even his promo skills for... For home for someone whose whose first language is is in English, it's a plus. I think English is his third language. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his English is better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? I said his English is better than mine. <laughs> no hablo español, homie. <laughs> and you, Grand Wizard Assy, yeah. Uh, God damn <laughs> you it! Fucking agreed uh, with me. <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. Call David Duke. God damn it, Duke. You're like you're like that dude Ben. Where do you live? Call again? Roman Duke. Call Roman Duke. <laughs> Call the tribal wizard. Oh my god. Oh my lord. Biden shows up in my door. Bloodline? We in bloodlines. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck, we gotta there's, get off that. There's yeah, only, there is only one gentlemen, bloodline. This is definitely the last episode of the Peace Smart Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, but back, to the, back to the contract signing. Yes. Tonight, uh, first time ever I've seen a contract signing, and the match happened on the same show. Yeah, it was cool. Because, yeah, it was cool. I liked it. It threw me for a swerve. It got my attention mm-hmm, even more mm-hmm. than it already had. Mm-hmm. And me too. And Tampa says that you know tonight he will make Gunther tap, and then Pierce makes it official. The crowd goes nuts. You know, they finally got something pretty decent for the most part this evening. Yeah. Because they've been literally fed the same bullshit we've seen for weeks for the most yeah. part. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next up, we got uh, Xavier Woods beats Ivar with the backwoods. Oh, before that, I want to touch something on the Gunther oh, did stuff. Did I miss something? So Gunther slaps the shit out of, of Ciampa, and they have a little brawl in the ring. 
and Gunther grabs the table and throws it out of the ring. And as he turns around, Champa grabs the chair and just chucks it at Gunther. Oh yeah, shit! And that, that was, was so badass. I was that so was into so that cool. Moment. I didn't even write anything down. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't either. I just remember right now because I'm like, "What happened? What happened?" And it's like, "Yeah, he did that," and that was that was that was pretty cool. And then then he made he he made a uh, he put uh, he did that lock on on Gunther, which was it was it was pretty fun. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that the segment. Sicilian, was it Sicilian stretch? Sicilian stretch. Yeah. Sicilian slice. Yeah, Sicilian. Uh, no. Sure. No, the Sicilian that's that uh uh Pete Supremo guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Sicilian slice. That's probably yeah. No, it's the Sicilian I didn't I write it down? So I know, I I thought I did too. Oh let's see. The Sicilian stretch? Oh well. Oh man. Uh right, we'll yeah, you know what? We'll figure it out later. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure I got it in my notes. Next, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that was some great, phenomenal, grade A broadcasting right there. So if you love Tommaso Champ and we feel like we just let you down, sorry, sucks to be you because your guy loses later on. Yeah. Spoiler. All right, next up, we got Kofi, Kofi Woods. Kofi Woods. Dude. I'm going to start running my mouth. I can't even start speaking with it. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to call you GW Chat. God damn. <laughs> I, all right. Uh, woods Woods with a backwoods. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I, I watched I watched Monday Night Raw on Hulu. And they, I don't have any notes for this because I did not see this one. All right. Well, you so know what? If Hulu didn't yeah. care, I don't care about this match. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> Next up, Cole interviews Seth Rollins in the ring. Ooh, this is good. And... <laughs> All of a sudden, Shinsuke's video, Shinsuke pops up on the screen. He starts speaking Japanese. I'm loving these promos. Yeah. They're freaking awesome. They're great. So as he's talking on the screen, Shinsuke sneaks behind him, which I don't know how Rollins didn't know. The entire crowd is screaming at him to turn around. Oh, wrestling. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wrestling so, 101. He, yeah. Wrestling 100, really. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. So he attacks Rollins from behind with a chair. And then on the video proceeds to count because they have a last man standing match this Saturday. Is it this Saturday? At Fastlane. So then Seth Rollins gets up on belief seven. And then Shinsuke kicks him out from under and then sets a chair up and then slams him back first onto the chair. Yeah, and that, that was... like it hurt like a some bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then so... Seth Rollins gets up again and hits him with a Kinshasa. Yeah. And then Shinsuke grabs the mic, counts to 10, proceeds to hold the. World heavyweight title high above his head. Therefore, wrestling 101, he's losing. Yeah. Yeah, he don't touch Sonomos' title. Yeah. No, the, yeah. Well, yeah, whoever holds the title high before the pay-per-view is losing, especially yeah. if you're not the champion. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things that I wanted to point out on this one was in the beginning where, where Seth Rollins was talking to, to Michael Cole about it, they, they dropped – the puppet line from 
CM Punk's first pipe bomb from Ring of Honor. I don't know if you caught oh, that. Oh, yeah. We talking about when he's called him a puppeteer. Or yeah, a puppet we, we call him. A, he called call him a puppet. Him? He called him a puppet. Yeah, and and CM Punk talked about that. So they're 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 dropping a lot of CM Punk references. Somebody the last said best in the world last week. I think. Yeah, yeah. So they're dropping a lot of CM Punk references, and and I know a lot of us say we don't care if CM Punk comes to comes back to WWE. Yeah, we fucking do. Yeah, Everyone I cares. Do. Everyone fucking me? cares. Dude, if the if, second Dynamite came to Columbia, South Carolina, CM Punk and CM Punk was there, I bought tickets that day because I got yeah. to see CM Punk live. Yeah, I see him wrestle. I got to see him open the show, and then I got to see uh, Bowens from the Acclaim cut an awesome promo on him. And then they had a match, and it was awesome. Yeah. I got yeah. to see CM Punk wrestle, and it was sweet. Yeah, and if he comes back to WWE, I'm be fucking pumped because it's if gonna he... piss off all these little snowflake AEW marks online. Yeah. Yeah, with their little peach fuzz growing off their third chin. Yeah, because we're I, winning in the demo ratings. I, I just, I, CM Punk is a generational talent, whether you love him or hate him. Yep. He stirs the pot. Yep. He pokes the bear. Yep. He's not horrible in the ring. He's phenomenal no. yep. on the microphone. Yep. He calls it like he sees it. Yep. And he's no bullshit. If you People got a get... problem with it, put your hands up. Well, they feel you know? they feel threatened at work. Their oh, life, man, their, their, their lives are at stake. Uh, Tony Khan needs to be more threatened that only 3,600 people showed up to his four-year anniversary show in Stockton, California. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know AEW's market in Stockton, California was so so fruitful that you could run your four-year anniversary show. You had 18,000 people in Washington, D.C. for the first episode of Dynamite. Yeah. And you can't even muster the sixth biggest high school football stadium in South Carolina's attendance. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> But we don't we don't hate AEW in this podcast, right? No, or, I don't hate AEW either. I just I, I don't like their business decisions. They're, oh, I speak sarcastic. You know, they're running Chicago again in like a month and a half. They have like to four shows. They have to. And but, and, and to but, be but fair, Chicago shows are now becoming nothing. Yeah, they're becoming not like they're they're dwindling down to like there was like they're watered down like five thousand people. As of like two days before their last big show, and then they yeah. gave away a had a buy one get one and got up to like nine thousand. We're yeah. like all out. I could be wrong about the numbers, you know. I don't follow them all that crazy from back then. I kind of pay attention to them more now. Yeah, they're dwindling. You, you can only say that you sold seventy three thousand, eighty one thousand, ninety whatever many thousand, whatever number keeps changing. And Wembley, that's awesome. That's incredible that you did that as a company. You should maybe go on a European tour and start selling out everybody Fuck everywhere yeah, in Wales. Can you, I don't understand why. They, like, why not go on a European tour? Yeah, or something like that. You can make a whole shitload of money. Yeah, and you know what? If we're gonna talk about all that in that league, we might as well start an AEW podcast as well. I'm okay. <laughs> Yeah, I can talk all day about Tony Khan and his yeah. mishaps. <laughs> but next up, yeah. back to Monday Night Raw. Back to Monday Night Raw. Yeah. We left off. Uh, oh, Drew oh, one, one, thing, one, one thing. One thing. One thing I wanted to add too is, and this this is just my um, one of my biggest pet peeves is so Seth Rollins has an injured back, right? That's that's where that's the angle they're going for. I feel like this segment, this particular segment should have been last week's segment because as someone who's, who's, who's broken their back, cause I broke my back when I was 18 years old. If, if someone just tapped my back, 
I couldn't move. Like I just, I could not move. And, and when he dropped Seth on the chair and, and, and Seth starts flopping like a fish out of water, I'm like, dude, you, you, you guys could have sold, you guys could have milked this injury. Like if it would have been done last week, you could have, you could have had Seth come out in this week in, 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 uh, bandages strapped for his back like something like sell the injury more don't just do something and oh he has a fucked up back and then hurt him and then he's fine the next fucking day or the next week it doesn't work that way like sell me the injury more the, the injury is the main focus of this of this rivalry but they're doing it all wrong you know what i'm saying no i agree and and it, it irked the, like the segment was awesome but that little piece irked me because as someone who's had it it just that's not how it works. No, I'm with you there, brother. I mean, they, sometimes they, the way they embellish some injuries mm-hmm. and don't over, you know, and then downplay some other ones for certain storylines, it makes no sense. Also, you know, why is certain titles, oh, you haven't defended in 30 days, you're going to be stripped, but here's Roman Reigns at 100. Yeah. And three, two it's- days now, I think. It's the inconsistency that drives yeah. me insane. You know, I'm I'm a stickler for the rules. Yeah, me but too. Because the rules are the rules. I like the rules, yeah. but they need mm-hmm. to be enforced. Enforced all around. Yep. And it would it would make everything, but you know, in AEW, some matches you get a 30 count, some matches they don't even count. And some matches you don't even it's a tag team match and no yeah. one tags in. What's a tag? What's a tag? Yeah, what's a tag? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. So Nick uh, McIntyre comes out and he cuts a promo, and he's sick and tired of being uh, in other fights. Sticking did you, his head. Sticking did you catch what he first said? He doesn't belong. Did What's you that? catch what? Did you catch what he first said when he first walked into the ring? He's like, "What do you guys want to talk about?" Oh and shit! Then, I didn't notice that. Yeah, and then he goes off on his spiel, like Cody. Yeah, like Cody. Oh, damn. He, he said it so sarcastically, though. That's, uh, well, Which they're, te- they're teasing he said some. He said a few sarcastic things here. Yeah, yeah, at the yeah, end, too. He said he's tired of being in other people's fights, mm-hmm. sticking his head, facing no business that he has nothing to do with. He's going to stop being the savior. And he proceeds to call everyone in the back hypocrites mm-hmm. for not helping, like he did, giving shit. <clears throat> Like, like, what does Drew McIntyre owe these people? They owe him a goddamn thing. Yeah. He makes valid points later about nobody helped him when he was getting his ass whooped by the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where were all these people then? But, yeah. but then he also said, except for Cody. Cody Cody gets a slot. No one, no one talks shit about Cody. You no, can't you know, talk about shit. Yeah. And then he proceeds to, says he feels like he's in the Cody verse. Which I thought was an interesting little statement. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was bashing on Cody like, uh, so nonchalantly about it, like he was just doing it. And so that that match is coming. Like everything he had to say, he said what he had to say, and he was like, and then, and then that motherfucker Cody. Let's not yeah. forget about that son of a bitch. Yeah, that motherfucker. <laughs> then he also says that anybody that forgives Jay, that forgiveness is a sign of weakness, and I yeah. fullheartedly agree with that. Yeah. Huh. You know, but then uh, one of the highlights I think that he's underrated. Doesn't get enough props for how wonderful he does for the company. He puts in great work every week. It doesn't yeah. matter. Is the man, the legend, the Miz. 
Yeah. He comes out. He entertains me on the right. He's like our truth. Like he can never not entertain me. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. No matter how dumb it is, it's going to be entertaining. The tiny ball stick has gone a little too far, but it's still in the realm of ball and dick jokes. So I'll roll with it. You know, but he comes out and he proceeds to talk shit to Drew McIntyre about it. He was hit last week. He was there to defend him. Drew continues to shut up, Miz, multiple times. And then the crowd starts chanting, shut up, Miz. <laughs> so that was pretty good. Yeah. And then he said some line that when I heard it, it took me a while to remember what it's from. Yeah. And it was from uh, Stand By Me. You ever seen that movie? Yeah, that's a, that's what I was going to mention. Yeah. Do you, do you have the quote written down? I didn't write it down. I didn't, but oh, okay. I was actually because right I now. couldn't remember what he said, and I didn't want to rewind because I was enjoying, and so I just wrote. I don't know what the Miz just said, but he basically said "na na 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 boo boo." Yes, like yeah. a fucking like he was talking to, to like a toddler. Yeah, it's like I, <laughs> something about I grew up. I grew up something, and, and you yeah. make me through. I, it, it took me a while, but I remembered it was from Stand By Me. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that. <laughs> <clears throat> Miz is Miz is great. I, it's it's a lot of people bash on him, and and y- you have to understand that the wrestling business it's not just about going you know working for a championship. It's everyone has their roles. It's a play, and and Miz does a phenomenal job at completing his role. Whether it's WWE champion, whether it's jobbing to to Drew wearing a, a suit. He's, he's he's great. He's he's arguably one of the one of the greatest to ever do it. You remember the Mistrage? That was awesome. Mistrage was great. Uh, Damien Mizdow. Damien Mizdow. Damien Mizdow was awesome. Yeah, I mean, when he went on that Intercontinental run in like what was it, 2016, with the Mizdow in 2017, that was phenomenal yeah. work. Yeah, it was great. I mean, that so promo good. with him and Daniel Bryan on uh, Talking Smack. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. It got, yeah, you know. it, it was a shoot. It, they, yeah. they shot. They shoot. They shot on each other, and and he and not to mention he's great on the ring. He he's not flashy, but he's great. He he he's, he tells a story in the ring. It's he's overall. I think he's great. Yeah, absolutely. Miz is awesome. Speaking of Miz, he eats a future shot DDT during the match. Doesn't even get a claymore. Not even not even a claymore. You're gonna lose to future shot DDT. Which I think is awesome that he's finishing off people with more than one move. I love when people use multiple finishers. Yeah, he finished them off because Drew took the turnbuckle padding off the turnbuckle corner, and Miz hit himself in the corner, and then that's when he did the Future Shock DDT. Oh, okay. Because he's been hitting devastating claymores the past few weeks in yeah. fashion. Yeah, and I thought that was cool that he ended it with the DDT because it makes sense, you know, hitting your head on the steel steel ring, and then bam. It's good. Yeah, it's like Sami Zayn. Just a blue thunderbomb every once in a while. Yeah. Or Kevin Owens pop-up powerbomb. You know, th- those are awesome. Good little throwback. Yeah. You know, I always liked when Undertaker would bust out a Hell's Ride. Hell's, or, yeah, Hell, what is it? Last Ride. Hell, last Ride. Yeah, like, yeah. Towards the end. I'm like, yeah, it's Last yeah, Ride. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, then then he, made it, he made it to his finisher. Yeah, Undertaker ended up having like 32 finishers. Yeah. Yeah. Just shot. One of them just... was a tractor. You, you remember what he did? AJ Styles. No one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like You're that a tractor taker. Tractor taker. Yeah, all right, but now uh, uh, we got it, the uh, main event. I'm not even going to talk unless you want to speak on it. I 
I when Cody has an interview on the ramp with a full entrance, I don't even watch. Oh no, I don't care. It's don't so care. stupid. Right. Moving but, on to him. But what I what what, what one thing I wanted to touch on the Drew stuff, and this is just what I had in my notes. I said Drew looks hot in leather. That's all I had. Yeah, he looked, <laughs> he looked pretty. He looked pretty sexy. He, he's a good looking fucker. I mean, when when he when he when he when he took off his skirt and his yeah. leather jacket. You didn't hear the women gasp. You heard all the gentlemen go, ooh. Well, you heard me gasp. That was me. That's how hard I gasped. And we're in different time zones. Shit, dude. I had lust in my eyes for that man. You had lust in your eyes for Elizabeth. No, it was Drew McIntyre. Big dog Dick McIntyre. Big Dick McIntyre. Big Dick Mick. He's just a he's just a good looking guy. I can't you know. Yeah. <laughs> you think he calls his dick Susan? Like his what does he call his sword? Uh, oh, I don't. Know. Abigail and oh fuck. I don't know. He called the sword something. Uh, he named it after his mom, so he probably doesn't call his dick that. <laughs> Angela, Ange, Angie, fuck it. It does not matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's Angela. Yeah, that's uh, it. I didn't know. I named yeah. my dick after my mom. Uh. <laughs> that's weird. That's so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got the main event: Tommaso oh, Ciampa versus Gunta for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship of the World. Uh, this is a pretty good back and forth match. It's a standard beginning of a Gunther match where he just chops and beats the shit out of his opponent. Yeah, it was, it was good. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. And then eventually Champa starts working on Gunther's right arm to try to alleviate the chops. Little to uh, his dismay, that does not work. Nope. He still chops him. But Gunther sells, like, later in the match, every chop he sold, phenomenal. Yeah. All right. It is the Sicilian stretch. I got it written down. That's the name <laughs> of the movie. Call back to earlier, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We called it the Sicilian Slice. I did. Uh, Which is not a bad – that could be another finisher. Yeah. Yeah. He does, like, sliced bread number two, but he calls it the Sicilian slice number two bread. Like the, like the yeah. shiniest wizard. That's a different one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, but he gets them in the Sicilian stretch. Gunther gets his foot on the rope. They have some back-and-forth chops. Gunther's selling his arm injury big time. And then just all of a sudden, he just goes powerbomb, powerbomb, sleeper Bam. hold. Gunther retains mm -hmm. and at the time i thought they were setting up the way this finish was in my mind how they were going to get the title off of gunther mm -hmm. is have a triple threat match at some point between him champa and gable Ooh, that would have been good and that way either champa and gable pin or submit each other gunther doesn't take the loss moves on to bigger better things that's what i thought but all of a sudden, after the loss of Giovanni Benci and Ludwig Kaiser, start beating down Champa, and mm -hmm. out comes a returning Johnny Gargano, Mr. Wrestling. To and the crowd didn't give a fuck. Yeah, to a crowd goes mild. Crowd goes mild. Well, first of all, look, I I'm gonna be honest. I when I heard Johnny's music, I didn't recognize it. 
Well, that wasn't Johnny's music, whatever the hell that was. Well, it's his, it's his, it's his Deaf Rebel music. Oh, see, ah, oh, man, what what happened to Rebel Heart, dude? Yeah, they, because of because CFO money took uh, is what well, made. Hold it. up, but what about what about like Shinsuke? What about uh? So they, they other people I can't think the Ke- name of Kev- Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. They they yeah. pay they pay for those rights, but those guys make way more money than the ones who got new entrance music. Yeah. I so guess. It's, just, it's, it's they're so generic now. They're so generic. So there has to be another company as dope as like CFO Money, like that can do stuff like that. Well, Def Rebel does, I think, a, a better job than some of these companies. The problem is, is that you you've had these iconic songs for such a long time that no matter how good the next company comes in and and makes this music, it's not going to be iconic as the pre as CFO money. Look at the Jim Johnson music. Jim Johnson did great music, but you can't bring in new talent and make new music for somebody else because this is not going to work. It's not going to have the same effect. So Gargano comes out to to no pops. Even like I didn't recognize. It. I was like. What's going on? Who is it? Like, who the hell is going to help him? And then it's Johnny. I'm like, uh, that didn't make sense. Everybody was looking like Roman Reigns when AJ Styles. Like, who? What? Yeah. What the fuck is this? Yeah, exactly. Because now, now, and then, and then after I saw him, like, oh my god, you just wasted DIY versus Imperium. That that was my thought. Well, that, that that and and so they come out, and like I said, the crowd didn't give. But here, here's another thing, Guther. Starts walking to the back mm-hmm. before Johnny comes out. Does he walk into Gorilla? Oh, and I just don't and Johnny and he sees Johnny and Johnny's just like, "What's up, dude? Nothing, nothing to see here, man. I'm just, you know, like, because he walks past him and then literally two, three seconds later, his music ends. And I know not in kayfabe, that shouldn't matter, but I'm just as you're watching it, you're like, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, they pass each other. He's like, hey, man, I'm about to go whoop your boy's ass here in a minute. But don't yeah. worry. You're not going to see it because uh, we're going to cut to Chucky because we're out of time. Yeah. I don't know who you're coming after. I don't know if it's, you're coming after my guys or coming after Champa. So I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to Gunther. But yeah, flat. I mean, the, and people pop for, for, for their finishing move, but – you know, everyone pops for people's entrances, and and this was fucking flat. Well, the song didn't help. Mm-hmm. If and honestly, even if it was the Rebel Heart, I they would have popped more just because a lot more people would have recognized it off the rip and would have yep. been like, "Oh shit, Johnny Gargano!" Yep, you know, like it would have gotten them. But mm-hmm. they hear music, and they also they have that split second of who the fuck. Yeah, and then they see it. And it's just, it's not as like an organic, just, yeah, you know, that's yeah. how I see it. I, I don't know. Yeah, that no, I agree. I agree. I mean, one of the basic fundamentals of, of wrestling is you have to have a good entrance music. You got, you have to have something that, that the crowd's going to recognize you with. And if you don't, the crowd's going to, not going to care. And this is what happened with Johnny. My brother always said that you have to have two out of these three things mm-hmm. for sure or as a good to be a good wrestler, mm-hmm. and you have to have all three. If you're not, you have to have a good entrance, good attire, good on the microphone. Yeah. And the only way that you can lose one of those things is if you're a good wrestler. Yep. 
I agree. You're not a good wrestler. You're like you can have the other three, and you can be very successful in this business because you can entertain the shit out of people. Yeah. Because you, I mean, I mean I, I just... yeah. I mean, look, look at like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Good on the mic, good attire, good entrance music. I, one of the most iconic entrance musics of all time. Was he good in the ring? He was decent. He wasn't great. But yeah, absolutely. We, he, he didn't need to be. The Rock didn't have good attire, but he had good entrance. Good on the mic. I don't and, know, and He'd come out wearing an $800 shirt, bro. Yeah, I didn't care for that. You didn't care yeah. for that? Oh, no, man. I didn't care for that. I, 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 I actually never cared for The Rock. Man, I'm the, I've You're never out on good stuff, dude. Never, well, because I was a WCW guy. I, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't both. care for, I didn't care for the Attitude Era. So the Rock, the Rock, and and like I got to watch the Rock and Austin towards the end of the Attitude Era, towards the end of the careers after WCW uh, broke down. So I didn't really like when at that time rock wasn't coming out with uh, the fancy stuff anymore. His attire was just kind of black. Oh, see. Yeah. See, I grew up, I started watching probably 93 was like when I started watching on the regular as a kid. Mm -hmm. And so all the way up to Hogan turning heel I, when I was 10 years old, I thought he was the most despicable son of a bitch on planet Earth. Yeah. I mean, they had me hook, line, and sinker. If yeah. I'd have been 16 years old, he'd have been the baddest, coolest dude on the planet. So you were but a they, smart. You know, that was the difference between the two ages. Right? Yeah. And I grew up with Stone Cold and McMahon and that whole thing, and then The Rock coming up. And it was just so awesome. Yeah. Like, I was watching every week with my brothers. The four, like the four of us, it was just good fucking times. Yeah, good it, shit. it was popping on both shows. You could switch back and forth, and the good. Old, I mean, that was back when you know, like six million people were watching professional wrestling mm-hmm. on the on same both day. shows on the same day. Yeah, it's crazy. It was great, and and now like you know, them getting it. We live in a new age of technology and streaming services and all this other stuff. But you know, they you know they get over like two point two million. That's considered yeah. a success. Yeah. But then you know you also got uh, 30, 27 million people watching Taylor Swift watch a football game. Jesus. So, and she, she's contributing nothing to that game. Yeah. Not 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 to steer too much, but Kelsey, uh, uh, what Jason Kelsey said on this podcast. I want to say today he's like they're they're overkilling the NFL's overkilling it with Taylor Swift. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna drain some other people. They'll oh, be yeah. tired of it by then. Yeah, it'll be another flash in the pan. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, we live in an information information society now where 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 we get to choose. You know, do we 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 get to have both our cakes and eat it. Back then, it was like you either watch one all the time or you watch. You you turn back and forth, and you didn't catch everything. Now we catch everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, for sure. Yeah. All right. So we want to uh, we want to talk about uh, what's happening this week at Fastlane. Yeah, Fastlane. So Fastlane is this weekend, and it is going to be 
Uh, let's see here. Please tell up. me it's a low number. It's a low number? Yes, 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 yes. What do you mean? A low number of matches. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost yeah. the there for a second. Yeah, so we have five, five matches that are scheduled so far. And usually these pay-per-views are what? Two, uh, two and a half, three hours long? So fast Dude, that's like- one thing since Triple H took over. Mm-hmm. Pay-per-views are bare minimum an hour less than they used to be. Well, they're like NXT shows. And they're on Saturday. Yeah, it's NXT all over again. Yeah. Uh, so Fastlane's coming from Gamebridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. Room, room. And I think it's where the Pacers play, I believe. That's but, not that's not where they hold the Indy 500? I don't know. I thought it was – no, it's uh, – yeah, it's where the Pacers play. Yeah. Oh man, I figured they had NASCAR there. Yeah, because it's 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 down it's downtown Indianapolis, and and it's like a block away from Lucas Oil Field. Oh, okay. That, yeah, that's where the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Play. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's a, yeah, it's nice. Well, uh, what kind of matches we got this week? So man? we Big got five. we got five. Like I mentioned, we got five scheduled matches that we barely found out what those were by the end of raw because they we we had like you mentioned earlier we had teased one with uh judgment day and cody rhodes but we didn't know who the partner was going to be so we have five total matches the first match we still wait we started with having a match where we didn't know the partner yeah and we still have a match where we don't know one of the partners which one's that who's who's santos and ray's partner Oh, it's it's on it's on here. Oh, they've already said who it was. Well, kind of. They it's, it's so. I, it's I'm, not Selena Vega. It's Son not Selena, it's not Selena Vega, which oh. I which I wish it was. But they already said they're not doing brawn panties matches anymore, so we don't care about women's wrestling any longer. Our hopes and dreams right. for women's wrestling has just gone the drain. Gone the drain. What about thong and dong matches? <laughs> Did it one of those Drew McIntyre I mean, versus. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, awesome we, we kind of already get thong and dong matches with yeah. uh, with all the male wrestlers. Thong and dong. I mean, if 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 you want to have a, like a real lightsaber battle, you're going to get Austin Theory and Drew McIntyre to fight with their hands behind their back. First one to drop trial <laughs> gets a number one contendership match next week for a number one contendership match. We're going to put them face down and spin them. Whoever, whoever slows down loses. <laughs> uh, you ever visit man kiss my ass club <laughs> welcome to the Mac and daughter suck my cock club <laughs> oh, I call her Angela because <laughs> it reminds me of my mom all right so fast lane like i mentioned five, five matches first off i don't know if this is in order because i'm taking this off of uh the web uh, ww website but we have judgment day finn balor damian priest versus cody rhodes and jay uso for the undisputed wwe tag team championship um i i was able to pull out the wrestling odds for it, uh, just for Ooh. for informational purposes. So Judgment I'd like Day. To, I'd like to, to bet a dollar to win a nickel. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. you, I mean, you, you you could 
almost do it with uh, with the with the different match. I'll go. I'll get to in a bit. But Judgment Day is favored uh, minus three hundred. Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso are, are plus two hundred. So, take that as you as you may. Yeah, this match this match is just here to be here. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Judgment Day goes over. All it is is making people not think about Priest holding that belt uh, case. They yeah. stop. They stopped having all these bullshit teases and Finn Balor botching mm-hmm. his handing off the. You know, they cut all that shit out. Yeah, because so, was... I'm not going to say it's happening this Saturday at Fastlane, but mm-hmm. they're doing the thing where they are taking the. They're not making it a focal point of every little segment where something's yeah. happening with that said briefcase. Yeah. Now, do I care when he cashes in? Not fucking really. Just either get it over with so we yeah. can move on to the next thing, whatever. Probably going to be him, him and Finn battling next. Don't care. Would what you, match we got next? Would you care if you knew that Damian Priest was winning, though, the belt? If it was a successful cash-in, would you care? I do. If if it's a successful cash-in, I do care if Damian Priest win, gets the belt because I like Damian Priest. Oh, but, I, I do too. But but if they if the way they're teasing it, making it like an unsuccessful cash in, I don't care about the money in the bank, and I haven't cared about money in the bank for like the last three years. See, like I said last week, if the guy carrying the briefcase right now was mm-hmm. NXT Damian Priest, mm-hmm. I would be fucking full one hundred percent behind him. You know, because I was pumped for him in NXT. Yeah, I thought it was fucking awesome. But not and, anymore. He still is. I just, I, I don't. I'm tired of unless mommy's on the screen. I really don't care for Judgment yeah. Day anymore. I'm, I'm tired yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the next match is a 16 tag match. Oh, the next match listed. We got the Latino World Order with Rey Mysterio, uh-huh. Santos Escobar. Thank you, GW, and either Joaquin Wild or Cruz del Toro versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Are we for sure we're out on Zelina Vega? She's not going to... Uh, I mean, it says with Zelina Vega, so yeah, she's going to wrestle. She could drop a Hurricane Rod off the... You know, uh, I mean, unless unless the you know the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley come out with uh, the girl from... Um, I'm going to go with the uh, butthurt experience. The butthurt experience, yeah. Yeah. I, yes. think, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna win this. Uh, hopefully, something happens. Yeah, I, I like I said last week too. Is like they they need to start teasing. We we know that LWO isn't successful. Like their their merch isn't selling. They're 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 cringe to watch on TV, and and they know that it's that it's cringe. So they have to start teasing the the breakup. At least get Santos Escobar out of there, and do let him do his own thing. If you want to keep LWO, keep Rey Mysterio. Walking Wild and Cruzator together with Zelina, but get Santos there out of there. He's too, he's too, he's too big in my opinion for that stupid group. So, I agree. Uh, the next listed match is a triple threat for the women's the WWE Women's Championship belt. Eosky versus Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. Now, Chet, can you do me a favor and can you explain to me how triple threat matches work? Uh, well, see, during a triple threat match, there is no champion's advantage. What does that mean? I, I don't know. I don't know if you're aware of this. There's what? no disqualifications. There's no okay. rope breaks. There's no champion's advantage. Okay. What about Do, countouts? 
No, no count outs. No count outs. That doesn't make sense. Now, I, just just in case, just in case that you might have forgotten all that information I just gave you just eight seconds ago. I don't remember anything. There okay. is very good chance Cole and company are going to explain to you three to seventeen times during the match. God, I hope so. Why EO Sky no longer carries the champion's advantage during this match due to triple threat rules, which they will explain the rules of that. Again and again. I hope so because I have a very short attention span. But I, dude, I, I don't forgot. Like triple threat. Does that mean like best of three? <laughs> <laughs> who's got the advantage? Who's the champion? Who's the champion? It doesn't matter who the champion is. Women, we're may let them start wrestling. Because I, I just, uh. I, I just googled what a triple threat match is. And it says here that the champion doesn't even have to be pinned for them to lose the belt. I just Googled what triple threat was, and I forgot I was in Urban Dictionary, and I Googled Google. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope it took you to a good corn site. Yeah. Because <laughs> them, them, them devil through triple threat matches are not, are not, not, not good. Uh, let's see here. The next one that we have is John China versus China. John China. John China versus and 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 LA Knight versus the Bloodline. Yeah. Jim Uso and Solo Sikoa. Jimbo Uso. Paul Heyman ringside. The wise man. The wise man. And this is just a. Uh, hey, a hold on. You, yeah. I'm surprised it doesn't say with iPhone. It does like I said with Zelina Vega. You know what? It should uh, say Paul Heyman with iPhone. I am on the Wikipedia website, and I'm going to change it on Wikipedia. Yes. You have that kind of clearance, Clarence? Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. It's just it's just code. I just learned how to read. Otis taught me, so I'm I'm really not too keen on this stuff. Oh no, it's just it's just it's just basic code. It's HTML code, kind of. So you just copy and bunch paste. of ones and zeros, probably nerd. That's, <laughs> that's binary. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do coding uh, back in college. Uh, I knew you talk about binary. <laughs> I think you start talking about that new other thing. <laughs> binary. Binary. We're talking about ones and zeros, brother. I'm talking about ones and zeros too. <laughs> you talking about ones and zeros? I'm talking about yeah, X and Y's. And... <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. This is the this is the the final you know, episode. We've been canceling for the fourth time this <laughs> Now, now we're just speaking to dead air. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a regular phone call between me Fuck and you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So. So. Who wins this match? Does Roman Reigns come out? No, absolutely not. You don't think so? No. Nah. He's not going to travel to Indiana for for this show? No, Roman Reigns is not scheduled <clears throat> until says, uh, Friday the 13th. But it says card subject to change. Mm, God, yeah, it sure does. Shit. Yeah, you got to be a little more optimistic. I mean, Roman... Roman Reigns ain't gonna be in Indiana on Saturday. No, it's, this is not happening. No, there's no chance. 
No chance. He's, here's what's going to happen. Cena and LA Knight are going to win. Mm-hmm. LA Knight's going to get his ass whooped all match. Mm-hmm. Cena's going to come in, take a couple bumps, get a big hot tag. Mm-hmm. Five moves of doom. Yeah, five moves of doom. Solo spike, gym splash, LA Knight save, BFT for the win. Roman Reigns now has his opponent for a crown jewel. LA, LA Knight. Knight. That's what I'm thinking. I hope you're wrong, to be honest with you. I hope I'm wrong, too, because I hope that they build L.A. Knight up, because if they're going to give him a match with Roman Reigns, I hope Mm -hmm. it's at the Rumble Mm -hmm. with some build. Because every year, there's somebody at the Rumble. It's a good opponent for the most part. Mm -hmm. Unless it's Kane facing Brock Lesnar that one year. Uh, That, like, Kevin Owens facing Roman Reigns a couple times. You knew Kevin Owens wasn't going to win, but it was a good match. Match was good. And you were pumped for it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they could do the same thing with LA Knight this year at the Rumble, where, you know, it has a little more hype to it. Yeah, because he's, like, he's not winning the belt anytime soon. No, he's not going to win the belt. He's not winning the Rumble. Do mm-hmm. I want both of those things to happen? Yeah. <laughs> Are they going to happen? No. No. Ain't fucking happening. Not on my watch. That says that's for man, <laughs> but you know, it, it, I could see him doing it at Crown Jewel, yeah, just just because, and they'll have a couple. Like I, I can't wait till they have a good promo. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, LA Knight comes out spitting hot fire, super hot fire. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah. What we got? One more match left, I think. One more match, oh. and this is a last man standing match for the world. Look, heavyweight it's between championship. me, you, Nakamura, Rollins, our eyelids, and the TV. Last mm. man standing. Yeah. By the time we get to this, Seth freaking Rollins. The best match outside of Cena on the card. I don't even think the Cena match is going to be all that great. No, I just think the crowd's going to make it good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think potentially Eos Geis, Asuka, and Charlotte Freire have the potential, the, the ability to have the best match of the card. Probably all th- all, th- all three all three of them can go, uh, uh, but a last man standing match between Nakamura and Rollins should be a banger as well. But he's got a bad back, dude. But he's got a bad back, can't carry it. Uh, they it's... asked him like, "What's happening?" He's like, "What's going on with your back?" He just said, "Spinal." Spinal. <laughs> <laughs> like Mike Tyson. Yeah, I broke my back. He needs I to broke get a my back. What's he... going on? Spinal. He needs to get a backyotomy. Yeah, I need to get a backyotomy. <laughs> oh, my neck. My back. <laughs> my neck and my back. Fool, it ain't even wet back here. Yeah, it ain't. <laughs> How do you have to buy? How do you have to buy? <laughs> I can't keep talking because we will get canceled for a yeah, fifth time. I know. This episode. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But yeah, that's, that's fast lane. That's uh, fast lane. Slow lane. Ha ha. Uh, this is horrible. Fast lane shouldn't even be a pay per view. It doesn't make any sense to name a, a pay per view fast lane. Bring back great balls of fire, dude. Bring back great balls of fire. First of all, that five and a half minute between Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar was fucking awesome, dude. The best match Brock Lesnar ever had, in my opinion. Extreme Rules the month before, where they had the fatal five way or whatever, mm-hmm. just to see who got to be in that match was mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the multiple people, the what is it? That Sasha Banks picture where she's coming out and they have it perfectly where it just says balls right next to her face. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Just so many highlights. No, we, get, we get payback, fast lane, roadblock, suck cock, dildo, and um, <laughs> what is it? Elimination bang bus. <laughs> Elimination. Oh, I would pay to watch that. <laughs> can I get can I get your passwords? The only one of us has to pay. Sharing is caring, brother. That's what that's what they say on the bang bus. As long as you sell me. <laughs> that's the motto. <laughs> you gotta sell me your half. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's talk about a good pay-per-view that happened this week or at least i wouldn't say good but a notable one a notable did you one. happen to catch the big boxing pay-per-view this past weekend i did yeah the the match that happened in las vegas nevada with uh saul canelo alvarez versus jamel charlo on paper this match was this fight was supposed to be Decent. Live, it was not. No, 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 no. Well, it, Canelo, he put. I mean, he did what he needed to do. Well, the, the, it, this was a tune-up fight for Canelo because because I, I think this this answered uh, based on our last week's episode on who Canelo was going to fight. This answered the question, and his next opponent is going to be Bevo again because the only reason why. Yeah, the only reason why he he had Charlo up there was because he's the same exact height and has the same exact reach as Dimitri Bivol. The difference is, is that Dimitri Bivol is not a pushover like Jermel Charlo. So I don't understand why even Canelo took this match if if this fight if if it doesn't it doesn't make any sense whatsoever why he did it. Here comes the money. I mean, here comes the money. Aside from that, if, well, that's if, why that's one of the reasons why I took the match. If, if and, his, if you, and if you believe it is a tune-up for the rematch for Dimitri Bivol, then I, they're also saying coming out of this that Crawford wants the winner. Mm-hmm. But the only person after the fight even speaking Crawford's name was Charlo. Yeah, because he said that he would gladly move back down to one fifty-four to face Crawford. Yeah, I, I I would I would I would want I would want to watch I I would want to watch that mat that fight over Canelo Crawford because C- Canelo he's I don't know man he's just he's just too too smart his ring IQ is too it's ridiculous. You I mean, think Canelo would work Bud Crawford? Would he work Bud Crawford? Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think it'd be pretty good. The the the, the thing about Canelo is that. He's he's because you have to understand this, and this is this is the argument that I have with with boxing fans and boxing casual fans. There's a difference between being a boxer and a difference between being a fighter. Mayweather was a boxer. Muhammad Ali was a fighter. Two different types of styles. One's one's the goat of boxing. One's the goat of fighting. Canelo has both. Canelo is a boxer and a fighter. Canelo can outbox you in the ring. He can outfight you in the ring. And Crawford, he's 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 just a boxer. He doesn't. He's not going to have that same ring IQ that Canelo and his team are going to have to put down Canelo. To put down. To put you know. To put uh, Crawford down. That's my that's my opinion on that. Hey, and Canelo's too big. That's just you know they have weight classes for a reason. Yeah, they do. That's one of the best things about boxing, like mm-hmm. UFC. Needs more weight classes. Yeah, UFC is way too big a discrepancy yeah. between weight, and then they also need to have a super heavyweight. 
They need to be letting 350-pound behemoths need to let tugboat and goddamn earthquake go out there and beat the shit out of each other. Remember when they didn't have weight classes in the UFC? Oh, yeah. They'd have a 145-pound guy named uh, Dat Young Win mm-hmm. fighting some 500-pound behemoth. Sumo wrestler or whatever. Yeah, sumo wrestler. Yeah. But yeah, that that's that's the thing with with Canelo after after the Charlo fight, you can you can tell that Canelo can can even I mean even when he fought my son and I were talking about this, even even when Canelo fought Bevel, Canelo still got some great shots on Bevel, and Bevel didn't Bevel could have easily dis, dismembered Canelo if Canelo didn't hit hard, but 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 Bevel had to step back a little bit and not go full combo on Canelo because he, Canelo could counter. And Wasn't that the fight Canelo hurt his wrist originally? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, he hurt his wrist the previous fight. That's right. Yeah, that was the it. first fight where they yeah. were talking about it. Yeah, and and then he blamed the loss on on the wrist. And it's like, bro, you you knew you had a fucking shitty wrist. Why why did you even take the fight? Oh, yeah. Hey, that's just like Jake uh no, look, yeah, Jake Paul's last fight. He was like, hey, before the fight, he was like, how you feeling? You got any problems uh, physically? He's like, no, nope, best nope. fight camp I've ever had. Yeah. I have no injuries, nothing. After the fight, he loses. He goes, I came in here injured. I was hobbled. I had a bad knee. I broke mm-hmm. my dick. And I'm like, dude, you just said you were fine. Yeah, you just said you are fine. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, Chet, I, I, and I know my, my respect doesn't go a long way, but I, my, my respects to Charlo at the end of the fight for taking the, the loss like a champ. He yeah, basically, yeah. yeah, he took it. He's like, yeah, we, I lost, and and that's it. And even even still losing, he still calls out Crawford because yeah. because uh, Dude, he talked a lot of shit. He talks a lot of he shit. He wasn't able to back it up. He wasn't able to back it up. And he showed great class afterwards. Great class. And then he called a shot. Yeah, I mean, the worst yeah. thing to say is no. Yeah, I mean, outside of him just being so blatantly disrespectful that it's awesome in that sense, mm-hmm. he could have played it in a better way. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in, in the, in the fight itself, like I said, Canelo, Canelo is just his, the, the, the team, the Canelo team's IQ is just ridiculous. He, he did, he cut off Charlo so that he couldn't move around the ring. He, he his pace was faster than Charlo's so that he couldn't, stand his ground he couldn't come up with any good combinations and 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 when when charlo showed combos he, he actually landed some hits against canelo and, and and you couldn't i don't know if you could tell this but you i i it, it was hard to distinguish that charlo had more more punches thrown than canelo in that fight and it didn't yeah. seem that it didn't seem that way no but there's a big discrepancy in those numbers landed yes of course huge but the but what I, what I'm going at is that Charlo's punches were just one twos one twos one twos. When he did when he did a three four combination, it those landed on Canelo. Charlo was trying to land the, his uppercut and he missed every single time by a mile. He 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 took he took Charlo out of his game and that's what Canelo does. That's why I'm saying like I don't think the Crawford Canelo fight would be any decent because Canelo is going to take Crawford out of his game. Yeah, I mean, this fight alone, fifty percent of Canelo's shots mm-hmm. were power punches, yeah. landed or yeah. total shots. Total shots. Only twenty percent of 
Charlo shots were power punches. So yes, he was throwing more punches, mm-hmm. but there there wasn't as much behind him. No, I, he Canelo landed forty two to eleven body shots. Mm-hmm. Those are devastating. Those break a fighter down mm-hmm. faster than taking four to the chin. You sometimes, you know. Well, those body shots and they yep. start breaking down around that ribs. And you take one to the liver, and you just drop. I mean, you, you can't breathe. Charlo dropped in the seventh round. It's only second time he's been dropped in his career. Yeah, and and the way he dropped him was was beautiful, man. Canelo has this 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 charge up swing that Charlo thought it was coming overhand, and Canelo just changes it midair and kind of turns it to like a like a hook jab, and that's what. And Charlo wasn't expecting that because when if you look at the replay of the knockdown, Charlo wasn't rocked he just didn't expect it and and he took the knee because he didn't want to get hurt no which, yeah he, which he, is smart. he took it like he was like he took he it looked like he ate it five and then he was like yeah. oh shit yeah yeah he's like oh shit he's gonna come after me i gotta i gotta get down and that's that's smart boxing you know from a from a from a sport stand, standpoint it's smart as a fan you know you want to see them fucking knock each other's brains out but from the sport point of view, you, you, you protect that's, that's him protecting himself at all time. Yeah, but absolutely. Another yeah, thing, yeah, another he, thing too, is considering that, the, that he took t- almost twice as many shots as he delivered. Mm-hmm. What a bad uh, defensive game plan right there. No. And, and Charlo looked, looked fine. He didn't need no cuts. I mean, can't tell if he had bruises or not, but that's a different story. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but a uh, Canelo Canelo didn't even sit down between rounds he stood up most of the time which oh yeah i don't think he sat down once actually yeah i don't think he sat down at all which in the boxing world that's 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 very disrespectful because you're you're basically telling your opponent that you're in better shape than them if and he i was, was in that peak position i would never sit down no n- neither would if, i if that got in the other guy's head even just a little bit. Even Adam Jefferson, just for one round for 10 seconds, he thought about it. That got yeah. him out of his element for 10 seconds. Yeah. And I was telling I was telling my, my son this. I said, after the first round, when I saw Canelo just standing, I said, Canelo's going to – he's going to he's gonna kill him. He's he's going to kill him, and 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 there, Charlo has no chance versus Canelo because he did the same thing to Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., where – when he was getting ready for the triple G fight to fight someone bigger, he took on Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. And he realized in the first minute of the match of the fight that he was not going to sit down the entire fight. He's like, I've been trading my stamina and he did the same thing to Charlo. Like he showed boxing wise, no was, was being disrespectful for that, hmm. which is great. Yeah, it's 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 good stuff. Uh, I like I said, I I'm not a like we said earlier, I'm not a Canelo fan, but you, you you can't you can't hate on his craft. You can't hate on how great he is. No, you can't. You can't deny his ability. At yeah, all. he's he's a generational boxer. How he's only ranked number four in the pound for pound rankings, which the pound for pound rankings to me are a hawk of shit. Because first of all, Alexander Usyk is ranked three slots ahead of Tyson Fury for pound for pound heavyweight. That is fucking ridiculous. You got to yeah. be out of your goddamn mind. Yeah. Nope. And don't get me wrong. Alexander Usyk, he's a badass man. I think he fought for his country during this war or something like that. You know, and I'm not taking away from, but he is not pound for pound better not- than Tyson Fury. 
That was. I mean, unless uh, are you considering like Tyson Fury, like three hundred and thirty pounds? Are you doing it? Are you doing that conversion scale pound for pound? I don't get it. Hmm. And, and yeah. I'm not even saying Tyson Fury has to be the highest ranked pound for pound fighter in the world because he's not. But he is yeah. the best heavyweight pound for pound fighter in the world. The the thing about pound for pound fighters is there's no set rule or guideline to what they what they consider pound for pound so it's Got more wrestling of a, leeway cards yeah, subject to change yeah it's more of a popularity thing and and yeah yeah you have them like for example noah inoue he's he's ranked number two he he in the featherweight division he hasn't really gone up against anybody no he refuses no, to face any, that's what noticeable does. yeah and and it's 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 hard to defend him being a number two over Usyk and Canelo, but he hasn't really fought anybody. Dimitri Bivol hasn't fought anybody either besides Canelo, and he beat him, but that was a mismatch. And when he fought Gilberto Ramirez, that was that was just a, a, a beatdown. And he's number he's ranked number five over Tyson Fury. Yeah, at, at, it's crazy. At least the list that the list that I'm looking at from ESPN. It's, it's, it's the same one I read earlier today. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, because the, the, the pound for pound has Terrence Crawford number one, Inouye number two, Usyk three, Alvarez four, Bebel five, Fury six, uh, Benerviv number seven, Devin Haney number eight, Shakur Stevenson number nine, and Javante Tavis number ten. Which Javante Tavis shouldn't be on this list because if you're if you're a pound for pound best usually means that you're a great you're a good you're a good boxer and you you know you're overall great and Gervonta Davis is is he only has his his strength and 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 stamina to his to his credit because he gets outboxed every single fight and that height machine that's behind him yeah so pound for pound you got to take those those numbers with the grain of salt because yeah this is this is completely wrong yeah so Pound for pound, like we mentioned, is is just more of a popularity contest, depending on what website. But that's all I had for boxing, and I just wanted to touch base on one thing with uh, with that. That's very interesting, and it means a lot to 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 me and my community of where what the part of Mexico my family's from. So Canelo came out to for the first time to Santa Fe Clan, which is a Mexican rapper. And the reason this is a, a very, it's a sad and interesting fact. Um, he came out to a, sp- a specific song by a, by a, by a fame, by a famous rapper in Mexico called lefty SM and Mauro Ronaldo mentioned it, but he, 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 he messed up what it was. So lefty SM comes from this town called San Luis Rio Colorado, which is where my family's from. That's where I was telling you where I, you know, where I have a house down there and everything. And Lefty was murdered in, I want to say, Guadalajara last month. So Canelo was down there in San Luis uh, paying his respects when they, when they buried him. And he had told people that he was going to pay homage to, to Lefty, the rapper that was murdered. So the song that they sang in the beginning was a, a famous song that was done by Lefty. Um, and Mauro Ronaldo said that it was Santa Fe Clan and Lefty singing it, but it was actually Lefty that one that passed away. Which oh, is wow. which is an interesting thing because not a lot of people know about it because it happened in in the town where my family is from is 
maybe 5,000, 6,000 people. It's a very small town. So it, 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 it didn't get the credit it deserved because lefty was, was a, was a good rapper and a good person. And, and it, it, it's one of those unfortunate things that Canelo was, was trying to, to pay homage to, and, and it got a little flubbed on, on pay-per-view. That was a pretty cool tribute by him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was great. It was, it's good. It's one of those things I where, like I said, yeah, a lot of people did it because again, it, it's, uh, no one cares about, you know, violence in Mexico, especially if it's a rapper or something like that. I've seen every episode of Narcos. Thank you. Yeah, me too. I, I care mean, about all the violence. That comes oh, I, I, I got I'll, it all. I'll tell you my, 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 my narco stories next time we talk. Nice. Oh yeah. But yeah, that's all I had for boxing. Uh, let's see. You you mentioned the other day that uh, Tyson Fury is fighting who? Francis Ngannou next month in Vice. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Now, Saudi Arabia's got two big events. They mm-hmm. get to see Roman Reigns wrestle more than North America. Uh, <laughs> and then they also get Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou. It's yeah. going to be a banger, folks. Tell you, right? He is going to get – I don't know who – I mean, I know Francis has been training with Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. And Francis is a bad man. He's a bad man. Deontay Wilder was a bad man with a mm-hmm. bad right hand. I don't, and I think Francis is a little, maybe has a little more PSI poundage, wattage behind it. But Tyson Fury is just going to outbox him. He's going to well, outpoint him, and it's going to be awesome. Well, but they're not promoting this fight at all. No, they don't. They, already promoting they don't need to. The Alexander Usyk fight more than they are this fight. Well, it's because the 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 boxing uh federation doesn't care about this fight that's just reality because they they know it's just another stunt fight it's another gimmick fight that they're doing like you know the ksi logan paul thing that you know some of some people are saying it's a joke to the sport but at the end of the day we we watch stuff to be entertained i don't think this one is a joke to the sport as much as a ksi no not at all but because it's not a professional boxer that they they take it that way and the laws in Saudi Arabia are different, so he doesn't have to get his boxing license. I mean, it's just like when Brock Lesnar went to UFC the first time at yeah. the beginning. They're like, he's a physical specimen, but we don't know if he can hang with these five. But heavyweight champion. Beat the shit you out know, of people. You, you never know. Yeah. Um, I did want to point out some notable fights that I'm excited for. So November 16 in Las Vegas, you have Shakur Stevenson versus Edwin De, Edwin De Los Santos. Uh for the vacant WB, WBC lightweight title, which that's more of a tune-up fight for Shakur Stevenson because on December 9th in California, Regis, uh, Regis Progress is fighting Devin Haney. And the reason why I bring up those two fights because supposedly if Shakur and Devin Haney win... No, then, there's no way boxing is going to gift us that. I, I, they're, they're teasing it. So if 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 they both win, so they're teasing this potential this potential super fight for June of next year. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be great. So we'll now, see. Boxing has been giving us more fights lately than yeah, in purse, previous years. Yeah. The purses are bigger. Yeah, the purses are bigger. Money talks. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. Good stuff coming up. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm, dude. All the fight sport game for the rest of this year is awesome. Yeah. UFC's coming up. You two ninety four, two ninety five, two ninety six. They're all gonna be bangers for the rest of two thousand twenty three. Yeah. Yeah, this is gonna be awesome. I'm ready. I'm ready, man. 
All right. Well, let's see. I got a couple bits of uh, news, rumor, and speculation for wrestling from this past week. Nothing major, nothing crazy this week. Uh, obviously, we touched on Edge. I don't know if we even spoke about it, actually. We spoke about it before, debuting for AEW. Mm-hmm. Flat. Uh, and so he's trademarked a few uh, things. Really? Uh, yeah. And I'm going to spell this out. It looks like it's pronounced legend, but it's pronounced like it has edge in the middle. So oh, it's geez. L-E-D-G-E-N-D. Mm-hmm. And then he has the iconoclast, the rogue, and just Cope. I guess short for Adam Copeland. But unfortunately, sadly, God damn it, no trademarks for Sexton Hardcastle. Hmm. Yeah, that's the one, that's what I hope he was debuting as. If he'd have came out to, as Sexton Hardcastle, that that debut would have been top three debuts of all time. I think I think you you, you can't go with Sexton Hardcastle because Sexton I don't think Hardcock. I don't think. Well, no, I don't. I don't. I just don't think anybody would would have known who who he was. Because oh, that was just for me. I don't care about them. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <You> dork. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were serious, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was serious. I wanted yeah. to cross the castle. I wanted. Oh, that would be incredible. And if he didn't come out as that, I, I saw one where the uh, they said he should come out as Ledge, and I guess that's where he's playing on, on Legend. And then oh, uh, yeah. another one said he should come out as Clifton, so he could be Clifton and Christian. And a, I don't know why that would make me laugh so hard, but it did. It's <laughs> dumb as Christian. fuck. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Fu- <laughs> I don't know. So just stupid. seeing it written down made it look funny. Edge that Cliff. Sounds... That's so stupid. As <laughs> dumb as fuck. So dumb. Uh, other than that, um, Mustafa Ali was released from NXT, mm-hmm. and they last week they said he was supposed to win the NXT North American title. Apparently, mm-hmm. reports are that is not true, per Brian Alvarez and his Wrestling Observer Radio. Uh, whatever people pay for that, good, <laughs> great for you. Uh, people was, pay thirteen dollars for Dominic flies. Mysterio, but this week Trent yeah. Williams did. So it's uh, yeah. They, they, th- they thought that there was going to be a rematch set up on Raw, but it ended up being on NXT. Yeah. So, so can we give spoilers? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Dom won the NXT championship. No back. shit. I didn't know. Yeah. That's oh, why I wanted to bad. know. <laughs> so yeah, was so the, he, whole, so the whole point of that, back. was that just was... so Trick Williams can win, just so uh, – what is the other guy? Carmelo Hayes. Just so Carmelo Hayes could lose. Just so yeah. we could congratulate him, just to act jealous, just to mm-hmm. drop the title, just to set up a feud. They could have done that without doing any of this. Yes. I hope yes, that timeline sounded as stupid as it sounded coming out of my mouth. No, it did. Yeah. It it it, it I think Carmelo Hayes is coming up. He's I think he's ready. Uh, yeah. He's great. He's great. He is he's, great. He's, so But I mean, they made Trick Williams. I mean, he straight up said he was like, "I'm six four, two hundred and something pounds." And I was like, "Oh, like, and I thought pounds. that was like a jab." <laughs> yeah, at, uh, yeah. Uh, Carmelo, because Carmelo's small. He's a great wrestler. Yeah, you know, for a small guy, he's 
big. And, I, you know, I think he's going to be pretty good. I mean, I haven't been hating on his NXT run. He's been one of the better parts of NXT for the past. Whenever they went from 2.0 to 2.0 Shawn Michaels to he's been one of the highlights of the show, him and Trick Williams, even yeah. before they had their uh, even split, I guess, which has turned mm-hmm. into some peanut butter and jealousy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's it's so stupid. Well, I call it like I see it. Stupid shit happens on Tuesdays. Yes, it does. Oh Lord, that's funny. But that that's all I got for uh you know for news. Really rumors, rumors, news, anything like that. There was some injuries this week. I think Becky Lynch hurt her arm against Tiffany Stratton. Oh yeah, she had to get eleven stitches on that fucking oh, okay. looked like someone looked like a something bitter. And then Damian Priest wasn't cleared, but they never said why. But Finn Balor wasn't even at the show, so maybe Finn was injured and they made it seem like it was Priest. I don't know. That was weird. Yeah, I, I I've been saying that Finn for reals he's got injured, but nothing major. More of I think it was more of just letting him rest for Fastlane. One AEW injury I heard about today. I don't even know if it's really true, so I'm going to put this under the rumor speculation category. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you saw the spot from the Darby Allen Christian match where For t- Christian, today. oh yeah, uh, scoop slammed him onto yeah. the ankle. Yeah. Well, yeah. Darby Allen supposedly legitimately broke his arm in that spot. Really? Yeah. I, I just saw the spot right now on Instagram when, when we first started the show, too. Um, but I don't, I didn't notice him injuring his arm. I, and I'm not even 100% sure if that's true, but mm-hmm. the person that I read that from, I'm not going to say they're, pretty... they're 100%, but they hit more than they miss. Yeah. And usually when people report on like a broken arm and it's not WWE, it's usually for real. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you remember that time uh, Shayna Baszler's broken everyone's arm in the women's division? They're back in that. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so did Brock Lesnar with the Kimura lock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe, you know, probably the third most devastating move in professional wrestling behind the back rake. And I don't know, maybe the reverse atomic drop to a female. Yeah. Pointless. Yeah, and the the roll up is the most devastating move. Well, if you're Daniel Bryan or you're you live in the backwoods, because <laughs> in that it, it's it's the end all be all. Yeah, might as well be the fucking Claymore in the 3D. Yeah, and the one wing angel. And I unfortunately for all three of those finishers, should never happen. Three, those all have been kicked out of one time. Yeah. I like the one we get Angel, but oh, I do too. It's it's no, it doesn't. It, there's no finishers anymore in nah. AEW. No, there's still the one we Angel. It's only been kicked out of once, and it was stupid. And then Drew, Take a shit Drew and then uh, Baron Corbin kicking out of the Claymore at WrestleMania. What the fuck? Oh yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, and then the 3D was only kicked no, out no, of one it, time. It, you have it. You have it the reverse. It was it was Drew Drew McIntyre kicking out of the end of days. Fuck! I did have it backwards. Yeah, that was bullshit too. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, 
So I had the right man. Yeah, dude, that end of days was the most protective finisher ever. I love Baron Corbin. I miss uh, sad ass sack of shit Baron Corbin. Yeah. Ain't got a too. dollar to his name, mustard on his shirt. I like Lone Wolf Baron Corbin. Yeah, I like Lone Wolf. Yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, yeah. I, what he's doing in NXT recently, uh, what, this past week before No Mercy, at the end of the show, him and Braun Breaker beat the shit out of each other on a car. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Yeah. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, Braun Breaker went to go spear Baron Corbin, and he moved out of the way. And apparently that Chevy Equinox had a stellar support system on that door because Braun Breaker <laughs> hit the door and then almost bounced backwards a little bit. Because <laughs> it did not snap off like he thought it was going to be. He ain't Brock Lesnar, okay? No, no. Yeah. Brock Lesnar will take a Cadillac and rip it apart. Yeah. While J&J Security watch shitting their pants. And throw it at fans and hit yeah. fans. Yeah, that was close too. <laughs> Yeah, that could have been a big, big lawsuit. Oh, I'm sure. You got anything else for news and rumors, buddy? No, no, nothing, nothing, nothing important. Yeah, I mean, either there's, a, I, there's nothing really left to be said about some of this bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No, I think All it's right. a good way to well, end, ladies and gentlemen. This is another wonderful episode of Sofa King Smarts Podcast. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube. You can find me at Chet is Wrestling on all major social media networks. You can find him at Hubencio. How do you spell that, buddy? It's W H O B E N C I O on Instagram. On Instagram. Come back next week. We're going to have another great episode. We are going to break down the action from SmackDown and Raw again. And we will also talk about all the comings and goings of this wonderful. Delicious. Can't wait to watch Fastlane. Mm-hmm. Restaurant quality, if mm-hmm. you ask me. This this Saturday, premium live event. McDonald's on quality. The cock. Yes. Of course. Thanks like for joining us, guys. Appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Listen to our NFL recaps as well. Yes, we do break down NFL recaps. We have all the great action. We break down who's good, who's bad, and who's shittier. Yeah, so we'll if cover. You like, if you like the NFL and you like people talking shit about the NFL, you join us next week because that's all we do is crap on shitty teams. C. 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 These nuts. Goodbye, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>